the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so without me. It's fun to watch the advocates for the Marxist mafia demand that we continue to pretend that this economy is not a bankrupt Ponzi scheme. To watch Chuck Todd talk about the economy is funny. And then to realize that these people are extremely out of touch with all of us. Chuck Todd makes $10 million a year, $833,000 a month. Do you think he understands what it's like for people who are navigating the American dark ages as far as our economy goes? Things have been absolutely terrible since Joe Biden stole the office of the presidency. In fact, the facts are really quite astonishing. Joe Biden has been in office for two long, miserable years, and yet he still, still is in office. During his tenure, inflation rate is over 14.5% by the numbers they admit to. That's the cooked numbers. To give you some perspective, in the year before Joe Biden stole the election, the inflation rate was 1.23. 1.23. Quietly, the dollar hit seven-month lows Wednesday. That's not good. So now all of these idiots are going to tell you about how extraordinary it is to ignore the debt ceiling, which is what Janet Yellen is doing. Now, to not get too complicated and talk about how we've been buying our own bonds to imitate demand, how we have been bribing other countries with our money to buy the bonds so it looks like they're buying it to imitate demand and pretend that this system of bankruptcy is working. The diabolical aspect is the plan by the Federal Reserve that they're not telling you out loud, but they are saying it, is to destroy the ability for over 50% of the country to buy things through control the outcome by making it impossible for you to attain things. So what do people do when inflation hits and they try to go on with their life? They charge things on their charge cards. One of the biggest indicators of what the future is isn't these imbeciles in Davos, 1,500 private jets. They don't understand exactly what you're going through. And did you know this, Squirrel? I learned this today. There is no airport in Davos. So they have to fly to an airport, a private airport, outside of Davos. And then do you know how they get to the meeting? They take a helicopter and then a limousine. And these are the people who are worried about CO2? Right here, Al Gore. Right here, you rat, fat slob that you are. In the meantime, the indicator of what it's like for us 
the slaves of the country, is a little story you probably wouldn't have heard today. Discover Financial Services. This is the ticker symbol DFS. It's down this morning by about 6.8%. Despite topping earnings expectations, the company saw net... Now, now, he's a fast talker, but you'll have to forgive him. He's young. He was educated in Marxist schools. Discover Credit Cards. Beat expectations of earnings by 3%, which among earnings, that's big, big news. Yet the stock collapses 6% today. And why? So they did better than they were expected to do with earnings. Why would the stock price retract today? Income dropped 3% year over year, while total net charge-off rates came in higher than anticipated. I think what the street latching on to. Once again, the fast talker. See, when they try to swindle you, they talk real fast. Charge-off rate is what happens when people cannot pay and go into default. That number, that pesky little fact, is the number that these imbeciles, like Chuck Todd, who makes $833,000 a month, he's trying to pretend that if the government continues to do what it's doing, that is making this situation unbearable. If they just continue the fraud, it'll be better, is an absolute total lie. And if this so-called Republican pushback, led by Kevin McCarthy, doesn't destroy the plan of the mafia to bankrupt our nation, we will, in fact, become those European socialists. Because 63% of your fellow American cannot write a check for $700. Though here this morning, Jared, is some of the provisions for credit losses. And you're kind of keeping a close eye for any of the companies within this card operations or transaction services business around where their delinquency rates are starting to move higher here a little bit. You saw that within the delinquency rate of 30 or more dates moving higher, as well as the delinquency rate of 90 or more days, plus the uh, allowance for credit losses, that also budging higher for Discover. So investors... So tragic. That is tragic news. That's more than a canary in a coal mine. That is a flashing DEFCON 1. That's bad. And in the meantime, Davos, where a 20-year-old imbecile is considered a thinker in the eco-Nazi movement. Basically, the people who are mostly fueling the destruction of the planet, the people who are at the very core of the climate crisis, the people who are investing in fossil fuels, etc., etc. And yet, somehow, these are the people that we seem to rely on solving our problems, where they have proven time and time again that they are not prioritizing that. They are prioritizing self, self-greed, corporate greed, um, and short-term economic profits above... So Greta, who must be at that awkward age, although she's 20, woof. Greta, her problem is the capitalism. Because what Greta is trying to implement is that people permit, commit economic suicide by joining her movement and they're too stupid to know that Greta is financed by the same people that fly into Davos that Greta's longtime family ties all the way back to oil money just like Al Gore whose papa was in the oil business and very envious of of Getty money and uh, his little house one house uses more energy commits more atrocity on their scale than 60 regular homes in the area in Tennessee people and above planets right now the changes that we need are not um, very likely to come from from the inside rather I believe they will come from from the bottom up so to speak 
and because without see the goal is to bankrupt you this has always been the goal of the Marxist, of the communist, of the Soviet, of the oligarchs, to bankrupt the ignorant, arrogant American. Because up until now, we had the highest quality of life because we practice propertyism. And that is why their answer for the economy is to bankrupt you. Your government is telling you that the answer to this problem is we need to bankrupt you to get control of what? They're calling it inflation? No, no, no. It's not inflation. It's government control over everything. This government has never made more in revenue from the people and never spent more. Yet the average moron who would still vote Democrat is joining the call by the elitists to continue to bankrupt Americans. So this discovery story, this is the most important story of the day. Perhaps looking into this and saying, okay, clearly if the delinquencies are causing Discover to have to uh, account for more time that consumers are going to take to pay them back, then that's going to be something that hits on Discover's financials, that something that the investors would have to adjust for on their side. So to hear KJP. The president's economic plan is working, even though inflation is high in most major economies, it's coming down in America. It's working exactly as Greta Thornburg, as the Fourth Reich in Davos, led by the son of a Nazi, Klaus Schwab. It's working exactly as designed. Everything is working exactly as they designed, except for the pushback of some of the facts. And when you want to know the truth, you always turn to the weakest link in the pseudo-intellectual elitist, self-described elitist. Let's go to one creepy, pedophile-looking freak, Bill Gates, who... Although it sounds bombastic to call him pedophile looking, which he is, he also has some explained, unexplained trips to pedophile island with Jeffrey Epstein. We need to innovate to make the cost of doing it the green way uh, far less than it is today to get emissions all the way to zero. Not just the rich countries, but the entire world. It's not so much who you don't invest in, it's who you do invest in. Driving innovation. And in the meantime, where's the, where's the moron with the diapers? Joe Biden? Where's Dementia Joe? He's in California touring, touring what should be a celebration. See, if California had built reservoirs, they could have solved their drop problem, but they didn't. So that stupid communist-run state just let 80% of all of God's gift of rain, all of Odin's gift to solve all of their problems, they let it go right back in the ocean. And Joe Biden is determined to continue down the path of stupidity to bribe other nations as they bankrupt Americans. So we have to, the industrialized world has to not only clean up our act, but we've got to help these countries do what they need to do without further hurting the environment. And we have to pay them, in my view. We have to compensate them for what they're doing. My, how things have changed. Just 24 months. We're not even at the, at the break even. It's not even officially 24 months since this wrinkled ass old political horse stole the office. And now, let's all follow a 20-year-old, not very attractive, dimwit into the abyss. Without public pressure, without massive public pressure from the outside, at least in my experience, and these people are going to go as far, far as they possibly can. As long as they can get away with it, they will continue to invest in fossil fuels. They will continue to, to throw people under the bus for their own gain. You know why I miss the 80s, Squirrel? Not just because of the music, the clothes. Nobody listened to ugly people in the 80s. It was very hard for ugly people to become leaders or thinkers. 
And yet here we are, following a bunch of grotesque fascist frauds. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's raining I'm not doing a booty good segment, but I like the way you think there, Squirrel. Let's let this breathe a little bit. This was the dance song after the wedding. So, this is clearly a result of policies. After 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 Biden usurped the most powerful office in the world, the litany of executive orders is what led to this economic destruction we are now experiencing. So I saw this story last night, and it's really why I wanted to focus a little bit more on the economy because the ramifications of allowing this short-in-the-pants gypsy to steal the office leads to tragedy. That only really happens in this country. See, we're the country with the most most privately held businesses. Small business, medium business. Oh, it's us. It's not these imbeciles in Norway. It's not the idiots in Davos. It's us. And that was always a stone in the shoe of the pseudo-intellectual fascist around the world. But when I see legacy places, places we all know and love, close, it's nauseating. Cafe Le Cave in Des Plaines is going to close after almost 50 years in business. Many loyal customers say they're sad to hear the news. But now, as WGN's Andrea Medina reports, some have nowhere to go for their big day. Andrea? Hi, guys. Well, the owners are walking away from their cherished business to shift their focus to family. Many of their loyal I mean, I, it, 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 it's a tragic story, but the ramifications of that restaurant closing, it's more than the 50 years of business. It's the people that they've enriched through employment. It's the satisfaction, the tax revenue, all of it, all gone. And that's just one. Illinois, New York, New Jersey, California, wherever the Democrat mafia is in control, is a desert of opportunity, a desert of independence, a desert of capitalism. That's what's happening to our nation. This is slow sinking into the quicksand of corruption and failure and socialism. This is what it is. This is what it looks like. And then their answers. Their answers are really quite shocking. Really quite shocking. Do you know that uh, the big thing that's going to save the world and all this poppycock is windmills? Did you know that? The costs for a utility-scale wind turbine range from about $1.3 million to $2.2 million Now, I had to get this video because it talks about the different windmills. The utility is the smallest one. So the windmills that they're going to use to save the planet, the little ones are a million to two million. Those big ones that you count on the side of the road as they're subsidized and they pay the farmers to buy those new trucks and pretend it's a farm, yeah, those don't work either, but they're real expensive. Per megawatt of nameplate capacity installed. Most of the commercial-scale turbines installed today are 2 megawatts in size and cost roughly $3 to $4 million installed. They didn't even let them say million. They're 3 to 4 million installed. They do not break even for 21 years. They have a life expectancy of 20. That's what the unattractive Greta Thunberg wants you to turn to. Because what they want you to do is to not just de-industrialize ourselves. That gives them too much credit. They want to take away the individual wealth of the American citizen. And it's working because the other problem with the debt ceiling is the minute they raise it, they got to raise taxes. 
Oh, that's the part they don't want to tell you. Chris in Milwaukee. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Good, how are you? Good, good. I almost drove off the road laughing when uh, the the uh, experienced Greta used in her, her, her sentence or whatever, in my experience. Yes. In my experience. In my experience. <laughs> now, Chris, you sound like a relatively wonderful guy. You probably grew up in a wonderful family. If you were 20 years old and you went over to your grandpa and your father and your grandmother and you said, in my experience... <laughs> I'd like you to give me $50,000 to open a business. What would your grandpappy done? He'd have done what should have been done to Greta Thornburg. He'd have ear-slapped the taste out of your mouth. If I had one, he probably would have slapped me up. So ridiculous. We're listening to these hyper-incompetent, arrogant children. But after all, that's what I could have said if I played an Al Gore clip, who never did a day's work in his fat life. Have you seen how he's ballooned up? I'm not sure. But I think for the first time in their relationship, he tips the scales a little bit more than Tipper. Jim, Lake Forest. Hey, Sean. Hi, Jim. How are you? How are you doing? Wonderful. Hey. Lake Forest. I love the trees. You can always tell when you drive past Mr. T's house, there's no trees. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, what I'm calling about, I, I, you know, I think Biden does have enough brains to do any of this stuff. He's just the puppet, and Obama is the puppet master. And now they're getting ready to throw him out. And it's all Obama's people that are behind him doing these policies. I mean, he can't even read a cue card, let alone come up with policies. Jim, so, with all due respect, I agree with the premise of your, your assumption. But you're giving the dimwit who couldn't buy his own real estate without the greasy Tony Resco's help in yep. Hyde Park. You're giving that imbecile too much credit. He's another <laughs> cog. The people who are controlling this agenda are meeting right now. It's the Fourth Reich in Davos. That is I the world. Those are the guys in front of everybody in full daylight. That's who's making policies. Jamie Dimon, he's there to tell you. Jamie Dimon, I'm sure, is a wonderful guy and all the rest of it. But he doesn't know Jack. And Jamie Dimon is away because he is kissing the ass of the real policymakers. Yeah, BlackRock. They, they're called, you know, they've, they've been called socialists. They're not socialists, brother. They're mm -hmm. Fabians. And that's even more dangerous than socialists. Because socialists, they ultimately admit that they're losers. Fabians pretend they're winners as they spend their grandpappy's money. That's who you're dealing with. Thank you very much, Jim. I love the call. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful. How are you? Good. How long are we going to keep uh, talking about these dummies and climate change? Do you really think that people out there are worried about climate change every day? Or are they worried about paying their bills and putting food on the table? I mean, these people are ridiculous. That's but all we talk about, climate change, climate change. They're going to the talk about it because tomorrow it's gonna rain. they want you to forget how much better your life was before Joe Biden. And they want you to forget in the year 2019 that the inflation rate was 1.81 or that in 2020, the year of election fraud, the greatest election theft in American history. The inflation rate was yeah. 1.23. They don't want you to remember what it was like when American companies didn't have to go and kiss the ass of the son of a Nazi, like Klaus Schwab. But can you imagine that when in I... 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our uh, brains? Anybody sitting in a room with this son of a Nazi should have got up and walked on. But instead, he's like Greta Thornburg. The master of none oh, and, the, and the controller of movements. 
What he is is he the picture of a bowel movement. Thank you very much, Rich, for the call. I always like to end the call on bowel movement, especially when we're talking about the son of a Nazi. And um, I can immediately feel, because you all will have implants, I can and we measure your, your brain waves, and I can immediately tell you how the people react or I can feel. Uh, how hey, will the implants be as successful as the vaccine? Well, a warm welcome to today's talk, Thursday the 19th of January, and we're reporting today from a cold north of England. I had hoped to be in Davos for the World Economic Forum, but unfortunately I wasn't invited, as I suspect you weren't. Maybe more on that later. Now, let's start off with this paper here from the CDC that's created quite a lot of uh, ambiguity and, and confusion. This is about the safety signal that's been picked up after the Pfizer vaccine as regards uh, increased risk of stroke. So what is going on here? Yeah, another little side effect. Stroke, Jimmy leg, Bell's palsy. Call me silly, I'll take COVID. 312-642-5600. How dare you? He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Debt ceiling, ESGs for corporation, taxation, spending. At least I want to see a fight. I want to see a fight. Uh, Part of the story about the debt ceiling limit is really something to behold. Today is a day the Treasury Department has projected the federal government will reach its legal borrowing limit known as the debt ceiling if Congress doesn't pass a bill to raise it. Yeah, lawmakers did lift the artificially imposed cap nearly 80 times since the 1960s, but they're struggling. 80 times since the 60s. So have you ever not lifted it? Has this country ever not lifted the debt ceiling? You see, simultaneous with this, what's never mentioned is that the federal government has never extorted more money from its citizens in the history of the world. No country has. This government makes a tremendous amount of money, sets records every month, and has for the last six years. And yet it still cannot stay within the parameters of that spending. Can't help itself. And the Democrats, you want me to believe Joe Biden... He asked for a 57% increase. Joe Biden doesn't know what 57% is, what 7% is. Joe Biden doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, if his shoes are on or why his socks are wet. Stupid son of a dog that he is. And there's people out there advocating this idiot is capable of understanding anything. I don't think he I don't think he is. Happy birthday, dear Happy birthday to you. You couldn't go to the cash register at a candy store, you fracking moron. Mike, Northwest Indiana. Hey, guys. I just wanted to talk about Davos for a second. Uh, You know, if I had a chance to speak there, I would go through all my files and drag out every doomed and despairing, imminent danger forecast that's been made by Paul Ehrlich and all all the way up to Gore and beyond about how if we don't do something now in the next two years, London underwater or, you know, oceans boiling. You know, I don't understand why anybody takes these people seriously. If your stockbroker was as wrong as often as they were, you'd fire him years ago. 70 why years. Why think any is beyond me? You know, you, you could go back to the beginning in, in the 70s. And in the 70s, they said it was going right. to be an ice age. We've covered, you know, I, I cover this so much. It's, it's, it's amazing there's still people out there that 
can't figure this out. Your weatherman can't get tomorrow right. Do you think these morons can do anything? 70 years of, of predictions of chaos, the end of the world, ice age, too hot, cooling. They're wrong. They're all wrong. An and their solutions are a money scheme. Yeah, I'm an engineer trained in science, and all the, the climate is a complex, non-repeatable, non-understandable system. I don't care what you model it with or what data you grab; you'll never be right. Ex so, the, the Earth is. Let, let, I want to say billions of years old. I'm very comfortable saying that, but let's say millions, just because people freak out when I say that. This the the science, the data is 130 years old. That's it. That's it. It's like looking through a keyhole at a Mona Lisa 100 yards away, and you're telling me what her emotions are? You idiots. Idiots. In the meantime, it seems to be repeating, it seems to be repeating itself, the weather patterns. Like, I, I just went through the hurricane. You know, I'm an Ian ref refugee. I went through it. I was, on the, I was on the beach. I went through it. It followed the exact, exact path of Hurricane Donna in 1960 exactly it exited the same place it hit the, the it hit up north in the same everything's the same and these imbeciles want you to believe it's because of your chevy and their answer is 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 often machinery that does 50 times the damage to everything we have running 50 times whether it's windmills whether it's electric cars whatever it is it's all a fraud it's all control it's all a money scheme that's it well here's a good example of based on what you just said of our forecasting Am I there? Yeah, you're here, Ben. I'm off. Okay. No, you're here. You're um, here. It's like, it's like taking a movie reel, right? There's thousands and thousands of individual frames. And you go to halfway in the movie, and you look at three three frames, and now you've got to make a prediction on where the movie's going to end. It's nonsense. Yep. Uh, a thousand years in geotechnical terms is a blink of an eye. Mike, I have a, I have a, a, kid, right Chicago, a kid I grew up with in the neighborhood whose father was a scallywag and the rest of it, and he's in on this windmill scheme. Did you ever hear of Forest, Wisconsin? Sure. Did you, you know about the windmill scandal up there? Yeah. Huh? Well, every one of them gets subsidized $40,000, $50,000. No, 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 about the other side effect. Mike, I'm going to thank you very much. I'm going to give you a – No, no, it's even better, Mike. Listen to your radio. Listen closely. Forest, Wisconsin, two years ago. It was tough when I – go out to the barn in the morning I didn't know what I was gonna find about a year and a half after they went online we moved out of our house I don't know how else to say it they're not a farm period you suffering is okay when your kids are suffering that really affects you as a mom Ear you know pain, what it does well pressure headaches dizziness failure to sleep chest pressure chest pain there's just a litany of symptoms that are universal, i.e., they're not just here in Shirley Wynn. They're all over the world. There's big problems with these things, big health problems. They omit a sound, drives people out of their minds, illness, kills livestock. Ended up losing all the cattle because uh, we had so many injuries, deaths, milk production, because I was... Big right lawsuit going on. 80 pounds of milk they don't want cow. you to know about. And within about three weeks after the turbines went up, we were down to 28 pounds of cow. The first approximately nine months, we had 70 plus animals that either died or went down that had to be euthanized.
Did they give him the vaccine? No. Windmills. And it just got to the point that we couldn't survive anymore on the cattle, and we didn't want to put the cattle through all the effects that they were getting off the turbines. Well, this works good for the eco-Nazis. They don't like cattle either. This is called a twofer. Like in the ghetto, when they rob the tire store and carjack a guy, this is a, an eco-Nazi twofer. You get to, you get to subsidize the, the bulldog windmills and you kill the cows. In my professional opinion, most of the nuisance problems and, and health problems is primarily coming from the pressure pulsations in the infrasound range, which is basically inaudible noise. So what is infrasound? Infrasound is a very low hertz level noise. Probably hear it in kids' car stereos that they have nowadays with a very loud booming noise. That's in the infrasound range. And infrasound can be audible if the noise level is very high. But what we're recording from the wind turbines is showing it to be, uh, for the most part, in the inaudible range. Nice. Go ahead. Put your house next to a windmill. I dare you. Paul in Worth. John, you had mentioned a couple facts about the Trump economy. I want to give you three more facts. 2017-2018, personal savings increased $217 billion to a total of $1.3 trillion. Wages grew at an annualized rate of 10.1%. In between 2016 and 2018, employee compensation, wages, and benefits swelled to almost one trillion dollars. Yeah. Biden, by comparison, not too good. You know what else is an amazing statistic? Look at the IPO market since oh, Biden it's gone. stole the office. It's gone. It's non-existent. In fact, it's the gone. opposite. The opposite is happening because when, what happens when they pass and they mandate and they implement their fascism of EFG, uh, ESGs, companies will go private. They will not tolerate this. All except the subsidized one. It'll be like windmill farms. Oh, they'll still exist. They'll be a scam. Thank you very much. So we have less pickings in the stock market to invest in. Of course. Well, the stock market, listen, I'll, I'll argue 10 ways to Tuesday. You show me a stock that's listed that isn't a recipient of government favoritism or government spending. Show me one. I'd be interested in that. I'm not suggesting they're all there, but I would be, I would be willing to bet 80% of all stocks are recipients of government favoritism, whether it be outright recipients of spending or backdoor subsidies. And that's what you've managed to do since George W. Bush bastardized the economy. That's exactly what's happened. 2005 is a very important year. I just can't prove it, but I'm working on it. Thank you very much, Paul. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Hey, uh, I don't know if you've given much thought to the uh, fact that Elon Musk wasn't invited to Davos, but I did. And I'll tell you what, because uh, someone was talking about, oh, all the kings of the earth went to went to Davos and I mean, all the people, big power. Mongers Not the richest the man in the world, though. Hey, yeah. And you know, you know what I'm thinking? So all those people, man, putting the gabash on any kind of free speech and clamping everything down. And that guy took and uh, took and cracked in a little opening into the, all of their close shutting everything down man they were they're probably all ticked off and po'd at that yeah. guy and got it in for him 
Well, here's an amazing statistic. Uh, Elon Musk, and I, I, I'm not a proponent. I, I don't like electric vehicles. However, he it's not even close. He's clearly sold the most than all the others combined. But yet he was, a direct, he was under attack as the corrupt UAW whore, Joe Biden, steered billions, hundreds of billions of dollars into these factories to pretend that these pretend companies were anything that they pay off. And now what he's doing is he's going to change the inner workings and still make Tesla number one because he's going to go with hydrogen, which is a different way of a fuel cell. Uh, it's still, I don't, I wouldn't buy one, but still, I love the fact, what do you got, a bird there? What do you, Beretta? Uh, still the fact, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great way for Elon Musk to be two steps ahead of an incompetent, corrupt government led by a man with dementia and a diaper. 312 642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Oh, she came back with a little Crosby, man. Show some respect. I didn't notice. Sorry, bitch. All right, I wasn't going to do it to you, but come on. Let's go to somebody who, if it wasn't so pathetic, it would be hilarious. Up All these promises of the last few years to cut emissions, emissions are still going up. When are we... He's winded. You ever hear of a salad? We're going to bring these emissions down. And, and just to put the science in a, a slightly different context... People are familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures from space. That's the that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen, the troposphere. What was Al Gore's expertise? What did Al Gore ever do for a living? Anybody? What did, what did Al Gore do for a living? I mean, not that you have to do something for a living to focus on it and be a fan of it. And in, in some cases, know things. But Al Gore is wrong. And has been since he started opening his big bazoo. Even when he stuffs in the, the, the desserts he must apparently be feasting on. Uh, and it's only five to seven kilometers thick. That's what we're using as an open sewer. If you could drive a car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And all the greenhouse gas pollution would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount no, no, is no, now- Not we. Not we. Even to your corrupt scales, even where you pretend that CO2 is actually bad rather than a staple of photosynthesis. Uh, we have actually cut our emissions. So your beef is with China. So why don't you get your portly derriere over to China and see how that goes. Okay, Chubby? Tom! He's like an Adonis now because I ridiculed him into fitness. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Sean, a while back I mentioned to you an old commercial from when you and I were probably late teenagers. It was a ComEd commercial. A guy and his son out on a farm working in, working in the field, obviously. And all of a sudden they got a windmill, start spinning. And the two of them drop what they're doing, and they run into the house, and they're able to get their radio in to listen to a yeah. ball game for maybe 30 seconds. And then the signal goes out, and they look outside, and the windmill stop. Okay? <laughs> I drove to Arizona over the Christmas holiday. All you see are fields of windmills, fields of solar panels. So in Colorado, in Nebraska, in Iowa, 
So these people are winning, Sean, as screwed up and stupid as they are, they're winning. Because they're idiots. Now, take California, for example. Do you know the last time they built a reservoir? 1980. 1980. If they would have kept up with the plan that made California thrive, leader in everything, California, most beautiful place in the world, destroyed from policy, they would have solved all of their drought problems over the last week. Yet the idiots let 80% of God's gift of rain, Odin's blessing of rain, that would have solved their problems, they let 80% of it go back into the ocean. Ah, what are you going to do? Save the fish, you idiot. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, you notice in Davos, I didn't hear too much talk about uh, the updates on uh, COVID that New Zealand Prime Minister is uh, resigning. Yeah. Because of her popularity on COVID. Well, you also didn't hear about the FDA guys that uh, for 30 years were in charge of the FDA that resigned when the government started to promote boosters among children. You remember that? Nobody talks about that. Right. You know, and now we have an issue where Pfizer releases a study on strokes. And do you know what the study is? Strokes for the first 21 days versus the first 60 days. You have a massive increase in having a stroke within the first 60 days. Massive. So they're not big on releasing when they're wrong, which is why people still are listening to that blimp Al Gore rather than throwing tomatoes at him. Of course, he'd just eat them. Thank you very much, Eduardo. Is that it? Got to go to segment? This is the fastest show, fastest show on radio. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I always love to talk to my next guest. She's a top health advisor at the White House Domestic Policy Council and an oversight investigator and legislative director for the U.S. Senate. She is now the executive director of the Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. Katie Talento, how are you? Great, Sean. Thanks for having me. You know, Katie, I know what you want to talk about, and we are going to talk about that, but I have to say something. In all of your experience in all of your life have you ever seen a time when the american citizen was less suspicious of his government uh, no i mean i think it's really scary the world we live in my my husband and i were and i think every varied couple is sitting around having these same conversations we were talking about just you know is america doomed I don't know. Is it over? Is Jesus coming back? I mean, is it the apocalypse? I don't know. Well, I have to tell we're you. We're actually I, asking these questions. I'm, I, I'm optimistic today, and I'll tell you why. I, it was an unrelated – I, I have a real estate company, and I was on the phone today with a friend of mine's son who is a young man and a lawyer, a young lawyer. And we were talking with another party, and we were doing a conference call, and I was listening to this young man. And I was so proud of him. And, you know, I'm, he's just a friend of mine's son. But he was so ferocious, so determined, and so exact and so specific that when the call was over, I thought to myself, there is absolute hope for this country. 
because there are there is a group of young people that are watching this and they are disgusted at what they see. It is obvious to everyone with an IQ over 60 what the Democrat Party is and what half of the Republican Party is, but moreover what the government is. These are the worst people in our society pretending to be the best, pretending to be leaders, lying every time they open their mouth. And in your particular arena, over what this country's lived through for the last three years, the bald-faced lying, manipulation, and fascism, there has to be something that will jar the people. And I'm hoping what you want to talk about will jar the people because this is an outrage, what is going on, and how people are just, ah, what are you going to do? I find it to be nauseating. Do you think this story about the baby food and, the, and, and what's in it will wake people up? I don't know. I mean, the baby formula shortage didn't seem to wake anyone up. But, I mean, this is just yet another failure by the FDA when, and a story of regulatory capture by giant corporations that are supposed to be protected. Um, we're supposed to be protected from them by the FDA. But instead, the FDA protects them from us. And I think what we're really seeing is just another front in the war on babies. It's FDA's war on babies. So let me just tell you, Sean, what actually we're talking about. Your audience might not know. And that is that um, there was a recent study from Bloomberg Law that surveyed, they they sent a bunch of baby foods to, um, to labs. And this isn't the kind of baby food that you get in a little jar. This is the sort of baby cereals, like rice cereals or um, other cereals. Those are, those are mainly what these are. But, but it was a good sample of all foods. And what they found is that there were extremely high levels of heavy metals in these baby foods. And heavy metals are like lead, arsenic, cadmium. These are poisons for your baby. And they were extremely high. And it was, it was it's particularly scary. I mean, a, a bunch of these foods were so-called healthy or labeled organic or Earth's best, you know, these are, these are supposed to be, you know, health-conscious parents would pick these foods. But they, it wasn't just them. It was also Gerber and Walmart foods. So this is Now, how really in the scary. world could that get yeah. in the food? How, how possibly could that get in the food? Well, there are a number of ways. But one of the ways is just it's in the water naturally, and the manufacturers are not making sure that the water they're using for the foods is not tainted. So they're basically using water that's coming from tainted water sources. And, it, and listen, Sean, it probably would be expensive and difficult to move your water source or to move your manufacturer. But one company did it. One company moved from a con- contaminated water site, I believe in Texas, and moved it to California so that they wouldn't have contaminated food. And, and you know, <laughs> what the FDA says about this, God bless them. They say, well, you know, we, we don't want to reduce the availability of foods by asking something that's too hard or unrealistic or difficult for the manufacturers. I mean, that's like telling Ford and GM that, you know, you don't have to have cars where the brakes work because, you know, that people might not people might not have as many cars if they have to have cars that where the brakes work. I mean, I think we'd all agree that not having a car at all is way better than having one that can't stop. And I think every parent and grandparent like me, would, would prefer, much prefer, not to have a baby food at all available. I'll go with the shortage before, you know, choosing a poisoned product for my children. So there's a lot of moving parts, but ultimately this is a government breakdown. And I'll tell you why I came to that conclusion, as I often do. Government sells the people a product they've never made and they don't own the rights to in water. It is 
arguably one of the greatest atrocities perpetrated on the American citizen. As the government bills us an astronomical amount of money for water, and they tell us the reason that we have to pay this is that they have a system that can deliver this water to us safely. But yet, if you go from your local municipality to your county to your cities and states, who is it that works in these water facilities are the most connected, dumbest people that are related to politicians. That's how it always works. The water reclamation of the city of Chicago is a punchline. They're morons. They sit on their ass. They do nothing. And this is a well-known thing. That's why the most clout-heavy jobs are the ones that are attached to water. Yet here we are in the year 2023 when it looks like it's the year 1923. And these idiots have a system in place that's harming the people. Yet we have a federal agency, another one, on top of the, produ- the, the, the seller of the water they don't own. We have another one that's supposed to look out for us, and that is the FDA. Yet they have a revolving door operation where they go to work for these companies and all become millionaires. And this is perfectly legal, correct? It is, it is legal. And, you know, that's what's really shameful about this is it, this isn't just a one-off. You know, we had the formula shortage because of contaminated formula, and they couldn't fix that in a a year and a half or two years. It's still going on. The media isn't talking about it, but that formula shortage is still happening. And then, of course, we have the vaccine approval for babies based on the data from eight mice. And then we have abortion pills that they just released um, and told pharmacies that you can get abortion pills at Walgreens and CVS now. And, and, you know, like, I guess they just would prefer to kill babies and actually protect them. I mean, I, I don't see any, you know, I agree with you, your local water municipalities and authorities, uh, you know, they should be doing a better job. But I'll tell you what, like the FDA is just in the tank for big corporations, big woke corporations. And you're exactly right. Every single one of these FDA commissioners that were heads of these agencies, including my friend and, and, and the FDA commissioner under the Trump administration, who I worked closely with, who immediately left the administration, Scott Gottlieb, and went to work for on the board of Pfizer, where he's been shilling for their shot for I don't know how long and telling all kinds of lies. Like that it prevents yeah. transmission, which their own executives admitted it doesn't. I did a uh, a little piece on Scott Gottlieb, who is an absolute scoundrel, inside fraud scumbag, and always was. I never liked him. This was a part of the Trump uh, presidency I really didn't care for. He surrounded himself too often with low-rent scumbags. Uh, The 271 lobbyists he immediately hired, not to mention the idiot with the Nixon tattoo tattoo on his back and then the Wayne Newton-looking guy, Manafort. Uh, So there was too many of these insiders in there. And it, it is the only conclusion I can come to is these are the people who influenced him to have Big Pharma held harmless for an experiment that, as we speak, yesterday, Pfizer releases the stroke study within 21 to uh, 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 64 days after the vaccine, the amount of people that are having strokes, not to mention myocarditis, the Jimmy leg, Bell's palsy, and all the rest of it. There's only been a couple of senators, namely Ron Johnson, who's been on the forefront of this, and he's been going after this data. Yet how is it so successfully squashed, in your opinion? So, I mean, I can't possibly explain the Biden administration, but uh, I, I guess I'll try. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm an infectious disease epidemiologist by training. And I, I thought I thought once upon a time that, you know, 
vaccines were supposed to be the gold standard for public health and that all our vaccines are totally safe. And I've been completely shocked. I mean, I I almost feel like my career is a fraud. (laughs) I've been completely shocked to to go down the rabbit hole because because of what I've seen with the COVID vaccine. And I've started going down the rabbit hole for all these vaccines. and, And I'm seeing that there was never a controlled placebo trial in any of the childhood vaccines. And frankly, you know, I, I was the one that brokered a meeting between Bobby Kennedy Jr. and uh, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins at the NIH, where they admitted as much. And I mean, I really just, um, I, you know, I think that what's going on is we've got a, an FDA that has been totally captured. It's completely lost its way, if it ever had its way. But when you have pharmaceutical companies that are running the medical system in our, in our country, I mean, it's not just the FDA. They run everything in our country. Yes. And it's really scary because our system is just a sick care system. It's not keeping anyone healthy. It's simply there to help all these device and drug manufacturers profit. And hospital systems, so-called charity hospital systems. They single-handedly are the largest advertisers, the largest contributors to the media, the establishment media. And as you look into what these propagandists of corruption, of corporatism, of fascism, the, the media people, what you see what they make, you understand it. I mean, Chuck Todd couldn't get a job at an airport, and yet he makes $10 million a year. And you realize the reason is he advocates for this open corruption. He stupefies the people who should be uh, aware of exactly how systemically corrupt, in particular, our medical industry is. And you see that other countries are suing Big Pharma. The other countries have politicians. The European Union are bringing up all of this information. Yet, when you and I talk about it, we are labeled extremists. And this is a a very scary time. And I'm often wondered, I I wonder to myself, whatever happened to all of those California Democrats who were rabid anti-vaxxers before this vaccine? Did they all just shut up? What happened to all of them, in your opinion? Well, I think the, the intellectually honest ones have actually joined our side, you know, and, and, the, and there's a good number of people who used to call them themselves Democrats um, and liberals and environmentalists who are seeing that, you know, their party has left them marooned. And I think that, um, you know, it, although there are, there's politicization of science these days, I really don't think that these issues are political. It's not just, you know, Democrats versus Republicans anymore. It's the healthcare swamp versus the rest of us. And I think that we've got this situation where, you know, parents are not extremists. They're not political partisans. They just want to know when they go into a grocery store, they're not buying poison for their babies. And I don't think it's too much to ask that that is the case. But it's teaching all of us that we have to really embrace natural approaches. You know, breastfeeding is the safest thing of all. And and if you're going to make your own food, that might be the best. Make your own baby food for your baby. I am kind of an extremist for the truth. I really am. I always have been. And I could smell a rat, a lie from a thousand miles away. And I want to pose something to you. Why in the world did Pfizer open up a research and development lab in Wuhan? And why is that only something that is found in an article on medicine in 2009 and this is never mentioned do people know that in 2009 pfizer opened up a research and development lab and who has this uh virus benefited more than pfizer is there any question 
in a reasonable mind that this was a man-made bioweapon? Well, I certainly think that these agencies that we're seeing, whether it's NIH under Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, CDC, I certainly think that we are starting to see, and I hope that the House of Representatives will investigate this more for more more uh, fulsomely, but I certainly think that we are going to see a serious amount of gain-of-function research that is illegal and that Barack Obama, by executive order, outlawed and tried to stop. Um, and we're going to, and you know, it was, it was outlawed, I will say in early January of 2016, uh, I'm sorry, 2017, right before president Trump came into office. Um, but this gain of function research in, in Wuhan has been going on for a long time. The department of defense didn't want anything to do with it apparently. And, um, and Dr. Fauci was all too happy to do it because his, his agency got a bunch of money from DOD for it. Um, so I think that, you know, if, if they're doing data function research on these things, you know, part of a bioweapons program, any, a part of any so-called quote unquote responsible bioweapons program, if there is such a thing, would have to involve developing a vaccine to the weapon, right? And so I, I would not be at all surprised to find out that private corporations were sharing with these government entities, whether Chinese entities or American entities or partnerships between the two, they would have to partner with them to make sure that there were so-called vaccines or countermeasures developed for the um, agents that were being developed in, in the government lab. So I think it's all very shady, but I mean, all this is speculation. We're doing our best to try to figure it out and under, you know, read the tea leaves and follow the money. But really, I'm looking forward to these House investigations, and I hope to heaven that they actually keep their promises and, and can get somewhere. It's very difficult when you've got an, a lawless administration that might not be uh, responsive to subpoenas. So we'll see. Before I let you go, are you Talento because you're, uh, is your name Italian because of your husband, or are you Italian yes. as well? <laughs> I'm, I'm Irish, and I married into a, a wonderful Italian uh, well, you family tell, of reptiles. Your husband will know what I'm talking about. All mothers, <laughs> all you need to do is make Italian bread, soak it in coffee, and give it to the baby. Look at how good I turned out. That's the recipe. No metal, <laughs> no lead, no nothing. No guts on goal. In the meantime, you can find all about uh, Katie Talento. She is the executive d- director of Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. Thank you so much for making yourself available to me. I love that you come on, and I'll talk to you very soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Man, oh man. Great song. Did you ever watch the movie The Wanderers? No? Come on, squirrel. That's your homework assignment tonight. In the meantime, let's go to one of the collaborators, and I believe the patent holder, Dr. Robert Malone. This was pre-planned. This whole propaganda, censorship, information warfare, psychological operation strategy that we've all been subjected to for the last three years. When this happened, the stories that had been uh, posted in these various organs that we now call corporate media or state-controlled media, like the Washington Post and um, the New York Times, that clearly demonstrated that uh, this was highly coordinated. We have all been subjected over the last three years to military-grade psychological operations that were using technology. And now think about your life. Think about the economy. Think about the change in what it means to be an American. 
You're walking around now afraid of your government. Now is the only time some slob like Pritzker could do what he did. Some buffoon like Joe Biden could seize the reins. Here's, here's Pritzker. I still am astonished at this. Hold on to one of your other uh, legislative triumphs this year, the assault weapons ban. You're facing some uh, pushback from sheriffs around the state, a dozen or more, that said they will not enforce the bill. Perhaps you and perhaps the Attorney General comment on what can be done to protect the assault weapons ban and how you intend to address those sheriffs. Well, let's be clear. They took an oath of office to enforce the laws of the... So did you, fat boy. So did you. You swore on the same Constitution and you misuse your corrupt power to bastardize and undermine it. In the meantime, I still am well aware of what the vaccine is doing. The vaccine is more dangerous than the virus itself because You're the right, vaccine Dr. still has all those pro-clotting abilities, has all those inflammatory abilities. Whereas- huh. And uh, it's all just a shock. And now, as other countries sue Big Pharma, the American government mandates it for babies that are seven months old. Steve in Arlington Heights. Hi, how you doing, Sean? Love your show. Listen every day. Um, you, I'll, I'll lay this out as quick as I can. I worked for a company that we like patented and developed a sterile water packaging machine in Wheeling. And what happened was the large pharmaceutical companies lobbied the FDA to get our equipment to go inside of another thing. So our machine cost a million. Then they lobbied to go into a room that cost two million. And they knocked the small guys down so they couldn't afford it. And this is how it links together. Then they got bought by a company like by Medline. And then Medline screwed it up and sold it off to Blackstone. So yesterday's and today's all links together. It's crazy what a web it's seen. I've witnessed it personally. Steve, what you're anyway, describing love you, man. is... Thanks. Thank you. What you're describing is corporatism. That's exactly what has happened in virtually every sector of our economy. What he just laid out is how the game is played. And it can only be done when whore politicians live in $10 million houses and the citizens think it's normal. This is open and notorious political corruption and bastardization of an economy. It's all tied together. And the greatest weapon to the fascist corrupt scum was COVID. None of this would be possible without the greatest biological weapon released on humanity with the knowledge and participation of the American government. I mean you, pickle-faced Fauci, you rat bastard. Is he still walking around? Uh, They always live for a thousand years, these corrupt bastards. You want to live forever? Go to Washington. Get in the government or join a lobbying firm. You'll live to be a thousand years old. Bill and Beverly. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Bill. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Splendid. Hey, Wonderful. look what I'm calling about is. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. So, so look, I'm piggybacking on to Katie's comment there. And uh, look up David Martins. He's a patent attorney. We have evidence that uh, Moderna applied in 2016 for a coronavirus patent. It was denied because the patent office said it's not a vaccine, it's, a, it's gene therapy. But at the same time, they successfully patented a specific nucleotide sequence now found in COVID 2 which the odds of that happening naturally are about three in a trillion. So... You've got data, you've got evidence, you've got a smoking gun based on the patent records 
that these companies were developing both the virus and the vaccine. And in many ways, the virus was designed for the vaccine. Thanks. Somebody's got a lotto. Might as well be them. No? Somebody's got a lotto. It might as well have been Pfizer. Thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate it. Of course. And, you know, there is that pesky little settlement where they had to admit, lied to the world about the addiction of opioids and Oxycontin and the rest of it. It is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Man, oh man, they throw a lot of money around for news organizations, too. That's, well, what do they advertise? Oh, sure, I guess. We're one of two countries you can advertise all their drugs. Before you know it, kids will be on antidepressants. Oh, I'm sorry, too late. Phil on the South uh, Hollander. It's the Shonamator. How you doing, brother? Good, how are you? <laughs> Good. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on Bill, what he's point was dr malone came up with the mrna vaccine and this nice lady who had to work for the trump administration said that trump developed the vaccine with operation warp speed which is not true the vaccine was there and then COVID happened phil would you parts would you be excited about anything named warp speed when it comes to no i mean what the hell is going on even that i was like what the hell are you doing I don't want it's it fast. A it's you don't a want it moniker. fast. Not a pizza. I'm not asking you to yeah. deliver the, the the garlic and the regatta cheese with the tomato. I don't want it fast. I want it nice <laughs> and safe. You stupid son of a guns. Thank you, Phil. Operation Warp Speed. Get the hell out of here, Dominic Glendale Heights. Yeah, all our problems would have been solved if Joey Zaza showed up in Davos with his helicopter. <laughs> That would have taken care of a lot of problems. Oh, I only wish you would have asked me if I wanted to go for a ride. But all right, I agree. I liked it very much. Very good. Kevin in Austin, Texas. Kevin, they land their private jets two miles away. Then to two miles, they take a helicopter to a private helo pad. Then from there, they got another quarter mile. Well, these slobs don't walk. They all take escalades. Go ahead. I love that. Yeah, and then do. let's all pay. Let's all pay the the Ukrainian Nazis to blow the hell out of everything, and we'll pretend we care about climate change. Brilliant. <laughs> Nobody wants to go talk to Putin. No. Hey, little guy, what's the beef? What's the beef? Give me, just give me the freaking plane. I'll go straighten this whole thing out. Give me a three days. It's a great scam. It's a fantastic scam. They're getting away with it. Hey, I was calling because you mentioned the movie The Wanderers. I love that movie with the Ducky Boys. Kidding me the best. Uh, it's are playing football and all that it's type of best. stuff. A lot I of great watch. music. How about with the old you know, man in a bowling ball when you're straightening the guy out who doesn't want to pay the bill? That's who you need to yeah. do the negotiating for the debt ceiling. Let's send that yeah. team in there with the bowling ball. We'll see. How I think it. they also they're they're standing on a bridge and they oh. drop a string that's tied to oh, them yeah. too. Yeah, that was fantastic. Anyhow, I was thinking about the Wanderers, and when your father was a, a precinct captain, was he oh. just a was he just a wanderer as far as that's not a good story, brother. You don't want to you don't want to hang your head on that story. You see, he worked hard when he got home from being a bricklayer. I'm not dirty. saying he didn't work hard. And all for Ogilvy, the Illinois Republican. And the so first walked. thing that lying rat did was implement the toll system that to this day is not only outrageous and and the and the definition of quadruple taxation, but that's right. what funds that mafia fraud system of pension system. It's one of the right. main contributors, and that's what well, perpetrates pointed, the crime. 
So you're going to turn to the I, Illinois Republicans, brother? No, my point is yeah. that if he was just washing precincts. Now, if you're, if you're a precinct chair now, you yeah. have a vote on who's going to be elected and who's mm-hmm. going to have influence within the Republican Party. So that's why I encourage people to become precinct. But I didn't tell you how the story ends. He got so disgusted, right? He quits everything. Uh, decides, yeah. you know what, I'm going to go down to, to Florida and uh, tan my Schwansteiger. He joined a nudist colony where he lived happily ever after, right up until he died <laughs> waiting for me. Thank you very much, Kevin. And he had a tan. Yeah, from what one. I understand, everything was tan. No tan lines on the old man. Uh, I'm not going to go to David and Lansing. All right. God, he's the worst. David and Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean, uh, are you aware, I haven't been following this aspect of it, uh, has Moderna or Pfizer been sued for false advertisement yet? I don't know about specifically advertisement, but what they're sued for is strokes and deaths, the Jimmy Leg, Bell's palsy, and all those other things that make you look like an average Democrat voter. Thank you very much, David. I wasn't going to let you ruin it. Lloyd and Gary, Indiana. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Hey, what's what's about the irony with this, right? It's like the Three Stooges episode where they're the exterminators, and they go to the high society party, knock on the door, and go, exterminator, oh, we don't have no mice. Curly runs around back and throws the mouse in the back door. Well, they create the virus. Hey, lo and behold, we got the miracle cure. Lloyd, well, how, how ironic is I that? I wasn't allowed to watch the Three Stooges because I have a cousin Three st- more, more like my brother, and he was watching. Years from now. He was watching it one day, and my Uncle Charlie was sleeping on the couch, and he saw it on the Three Stooges, so he thought it would be funny to hit him in the head with a hammer like Paul Pelosi, except <laughs> both, both the participants had their clothes on, and there was no sexual innuendo in that scandal, and the hammer didn't stink like it did in Paul Pelosi's house. So I couldn't watch it. The family said, no, it breeds violence. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. First-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> hey, in 1908, just to give everybody a history lesson, uh, in 1908, Theodore Roosevelt and Napoleon Bonaparte's nephew made the FBI. Why that happened, I don't know. Napoleon they turned Bonaparte's it over. nephew? Napoleon Bonaparte's nephew, yes. Those two guys invented the FBI, made a tent uh, in 1908. What was his name? Made was it Bonaparte? Napoleon Bonaparte's nephew. Yeah, you keep was, saying it, but was, I want his name. You're just throwing out a little stat there. Oh, I, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know what the guy's name is. Well, what the I, hell I, is I, that? How do you know he's his nephew I, then? I know, I know this from like 10 years ago when I looked it up. So anyway, oh, so what, all right. just wait, just wait. All Congress right. is in charge of them, just like they're in charge of all postal roads and they're in charge of the <laughs> post offices. Congress has to tell that Ray guy to come back from Davos right now and then run down to uh, Biden's house and not violate Jill, Jill, the Dr. Jill, yeah. her 14th Amendment right. They went through Donald Trump's. Uh, uh, wives' drawer, panty drawer. They have to go through Jill's drawers, yeah. and they got to go through. Nobody wants uh, to do that. Nobody wants to do that. If you're taking well, a look at I'm it. In the you. meantime, I think I'm pretty sure I made out with Trotsky's niece on his wife's side in 1984. I could be wrong. We're gonna have to do a little research on that. And Bonaparte's nephew. I'll take your calls when I get back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. That son of a gun was right. Charlie Bonaparte. 1906. He became the Navy, the Secretary of the Navy in 1906. Charlie Bonaparte is considered to be the architect of the FBI. The French lingerie. J. Edgar Hoover. Makes sense. It all makes sense. Prancing around in some fancy undergarments. Uh, in the meantime, 
I can't believe he was right. The White House today brushed aside criticism of its handling of the discovery of classified documents at President Biden's home and former office. The White House said it did withhold information to protect the Justice Department's investigation. And it has since faced criticism over what it disclosed and when, including failing to say that additional documents had been found at Biden's home when initially revealing documents were found at his office. Meanwhile, sources say the Justice Department did not send FBI agents to Biden's home during the search for documents because his attorneys were cooperating. Charlie Bonaparte would not have stood for that, Squirrel. Charlie Bonaparte would have been outraged with his fancy undergarments. He would not have liked it. In the meantime, I don't like it any more than anybody else does. A woman gets pregnant. Oh, wait, no, that's not the one I wanted. Where was the, where was the one with Trump? China is buying up our country, while corrupt Democrats and rhino-type politicians in Washington have been spending trillions of dollars on the Green New Deal nonsense, foolish foreign wars, and providing lavish benefits to illegal aliens from all over the planet. Man, oh man, was he right. FEMA is providing emergency food and shelter program funds to help cities around the country recover or defray the costs of non-citizen arrivals. How many American homeless people do we have? Now illegal aliens are getting FEMA trailers and money? Man, oh man. Just two years, the destruction to not just the economy, to the principles of the country. All you had to do was let in this mafia in a diaper. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little Ask any foreigner what the richest country is. Ask Highest quality of life. Where? Everyone says America. Nobody understands why. Because we're the first country, the first one, to not be top-down, totalitarian, economic-run country. We're the first one where government was to sit in the corner and the individual had property rights, could build a life, a legacy. Was The property was his money, his intellect, what he made from his hard work. Countries that implement an opposite approach are the countries people flee from. The problem is we are starting to look more like those countries than they are us. So what happens? Once governments control the economy, business, property rights dry up. What can save us, ironically, is the law that has been used against us. See, the law is to be our shield, not their spear. It's going to take good people to understand that and demand righteousness. My next guest is one of those people. His name is Andrew Quino. He is an attorney with Pacific Legal Foundation, equality opportunity practice to make sure that no government denies any person the equality protection of the law. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. So this is a story that, although I could have predicted, is still nauseating. Why don't you let the people know what your findings are in Cook County and what's happening? Certainly, and I'm very glad that you brought up 
our founding and individuality, because essentially what Cook County is doing is not treating our businesses as individuals and our business owners as individuals. So back in September, Cook County released a grant program. It's called the Source, the Small Business Source Grant Program. And it is to provide grant funds up to $10,000 to businesses as a relief from the COVID-19 pandemic. In order to be eligible for this grant program, you have to be a for-profit business located in Cook County with fewer than 20 employees. You've got to show that you have had losses from COVID or increased costs because of COVID, but you get priority if you are what the county is calling part of a historically excluded community, in particular communities of color. Uh, so if you are a business owner that is a person of color, you get an advantage in this grant program. You are prioritized for these funds. If you're so, a business owner that is a non-minority, you are at a disadvantage. Now, my client, Dr. Cusano, uh, who is a chiropractor out in Edison Park, he's been practicing for uh, almost 30 years, I believe. Uh, he applied for this grant. He doesn't identify as a person of color. He identifies as, as a white male. And he's at a disadvantage because he doesn't fit the right skin color for this grant. And so he's sued Cook County. He's sued the County Board of Commissioners to vindicate his constitutional rights and be treated as an individual, not treated based on his race. So the idea that governments can wield the spear of racism in the name of correcting racism, this is something that has just led to the destination it was always going to lead to, a corrupt government that has been operating under the idea of helping minorities, yet destroying the quality of life for all people. And hopefully your, your, your suit can shed some light on it. Now, what did you name the suit? The plight of the blue-eyed white devil? What exactly are you calling the suit? <laughs> well, this, this is simply protecting economic opportunity and the right to be treated with dignity. That as a business owner, it shouldn't matter what your skin color is to get uh, assistance <laughs> for your business or the tools to assist your business. The government should not reduce you to your skin color. This is an opportunity for all lawsuits. Do you often sit back and just listening to that last sentence, your description of law, of righteousness, and think to yourself how outrageous it is that in the year 2023 we have to go over this and that this has been arguably the principle of the country since the Declaration of Independence and the idea that people really, for the most part, are either too stupid to see what the government is doing or are on the side of a corrupted manipulative entity because they feel it represents them. Is there any other conclusion I can come to? I, you know, I, the, I share the outrage. And what's even scarier is there's a third bucket of individuals, which are the individuals that are passive to all this. The people who think that, well, you really can't do anything about this. This is something that government does. But hopefully this lawsuit will convey to people that you can draw the line. And this is a place to do it with these discriminatory grant programs. Now, I have always realized the fraud in the already existing manipulated programs, like the ones at O'Hare that pretend to be minority and they include women, and the gangsters put up their wife or their third cousin or their side girlfriend as a front. They open the business and the, the real money, it's a pass-through, and the real money goes to the same blue-eyed white devil Irish guys who all happen to be Democrats. Is there a case to be made that there are fronts 
that maybe in this time, instead of it being their their third girlfriend uh, in their marriage, it's it's a minority that they happen to know or pay to be a front. Has this ever been explored in all of these grant programs that are supposed to be making things so equal? Well, I, I think it, it's important to look historically at whether these grant programs have been effective in in providing opportunity to as what they call historically excluded populations. This particular lawsuit uh, is is focused on simply protecting the rights of small businesses to be treated equally. And what we'll find out in discovery may reveal information about where else this money is going or who else is receiving this money. But ultimately, it's about trying to be able to compete on equal footing, regardless of one's skin color. This was something that I think... um was set up by a government in the in the uh, what I think was unconstitutional action by the government to arbitrarily shut down businesses and on, on claims of anything. I didn't know that the government had the power that it had for its reaction to COVID. Is there a case to be made that the government never had the power to put citizens in, under house arrest and take away their livelihoods anyway? Well, I think there's certainly an angle for that, too. And, and I think just reflecting on what the government did in reaction to COVID, it doesn't justify now discriminating against businesses. You know, you, you'd mentioned the use of, of race to remedy racism. That can be done in very narrow circumstances. But here in this case, there was no discrimination by Cook County with respect to the COVID efforts it made. It, it went out of its way, in fact, to tout uh, that they were providing resources for everybody. And yet now they're saying, well, we have to address discrimination that didn't take place during, during COVID. Yet now they're going to use uh, discrimination to address something that didn't exist. So it's, it's, it's outrageous and it's ridiculous. Do you see this... Um I always see a correlation because I moved and I see the way a, a state that is run or a county with integrity versus what I became accustomed to. In Chicago, there is a word that people are accustomed to. It's called clout. It is something we accept. Uh, we've allowed a state or a city to have 50 aldermen. We don't, I don't know how many county commissioners there are. Um, but the layers of government seem the people have adapted. They've acclimated themselves to this system of clout. Do you think maybe the entire system should be revamped from a system in which these, I call them two-bit politicians, but I'm crass, these politicians have been able to wield the kind of favoritism that you're a victim of right now? Yeah, I think when you have government that gets so big and you have layers upon layers upon layers of government, then the, these types of discriminatory actions do get lost in, in those layers. So to the extent that anything happening in Cook County is the result of massive bureaucracy, massive government, too much government that's resulting in, in the intrusion of our individual rights, then that's something that absolutely should be looked into and, and government should be reduced. Obviously, your client had the fortitude to move forward, to call you to move forward. I have been an entrepreneur all of my life. This is the first actual job I've ever had in my life. I also have family like this, and I watch what happens to the people who are small businesses who start to get beaten down and dealing with the failing of businesses. Is there a way to quantify how many businesses just quietly went away without 
recognizing or pushing back against it as you see a city that now has 5 million vacant square feet in what used to be the financial district. Do you think that um, there's possibly tens, hundreds, thousands of other businesses that simply were unaware of this bigotry, of this racism, and just folded? Oh, oh, absolutely. And you know, like I mentioned before, a lot of them are probably just complacent or just submissive to what's going on. They're just accepting these circumstances. Uh, the Chicago metropolitan area has lost, uh, I think, half a million jobs in, in all sorts of industries in that area. And as a byproduct, you know, businesses are leaving, too. The last thing they need, in addition to everything they faced from the pandemic, is to be discriminated against. So something like this shouldn't be happening, given the amount of loss that the Chicago area and all of Cook County has experienced. So, so businesses, business owners, hopefully will get the message that it's time to stand up. It's time to demand respect from your government and not to let government reduce you to your race or skin color. And it's happening not just in Cook County. It's happening all across the country. San Antonio has a similar grant program that's discriminatory. Uh, Alexandria and Virginia has a similar program. So, Again, it's at some point, businesses should, should draw the line and, and stand up to this discriminatory government. I've got two more questions for you. <clears throat> this seems to have all of the grounds to become a class action suit. Is it easy for this to become a class action suit? And shouldn't other businesses look to fight back the way your courageous client has? Well, we did file this this lawsuit as a class action complaint. And I think it does fit all of the elements uh, for uh, a class action challenge. Uh, there is, uh, I think, 22,000 applications that were received for this grant program, and, and only about 2,550 grants will be provided. Uh, there are certainly a number of businesses that fits the same criteria the same characteristics of my client, Dr. Cusano, uh, non-minority business owners who are otherwise eligible for this grant program, but because of their skin color, uh, will be put at a disadvantage. So um, with this lawsuit, uh, you know, whether it is in, in this court or in uh, another part of the country that is having, having a similar circumstance with these grant programs, uh, yes, it would, it would be good for a business to, again, demand respect from their government and not be reduced to their skin color. Andrew, as you were talking and you were mentioning the other areas where this seems to be a problem, I noticed something because I am uh, a stickler. It seems like every <laughs> area you've mentioned is led by the same political party. And it also seems to be the party that implemented this kind of open, obvious, notorious racism back prior to the Civil War. Am I off? Well, you know, I, I haven't looked too closely into the political breakdown of these areas. I imagine that you are not off the mark when it comes to the, the correlation here of, of, of the parties. But I, I think what you mentioned about our history is, is even more notable because our country has had a terrible, ugly history with race. And yet some cities... Um, the ones that I've mentioned and uh, in, in, in counties, including Cook County, seem to want to perpetuate that horrible, awful history. And uh, that shouldn't be happening, Andrew, you know, regardless of, of who's in charge. Yeah. And I want to I want to tell you something. And this is the, I'm not correcting or anything. And I have the utmost respect for you. You're clearly much smarter than I am. I am not a 
counselor. However, I would like, <laughs> I I would like, to, I would like to quantify what you said by saying this. The country doesn't have that history. People do. And the country, the law of which you are a warrior of, is actually the shield of all men, regardless of color. And it isn't until it's implemented by smart men who are determined that the players, the individuals who implement this stupidity the, and the dumbest thing ever, racism, are corrected. So it's only through the actions of you and your client that this will come across because the country gave us the blueprint for righteousness in law as the shield. So that's the only difference I have with you. And I want people to know where they can go to support you and your client, of which when I get back to the sewer, I'm coming so he could give me a little adjustment. I prefer it if he has a, a female employee do it, but I'll take what I can get. In the meantime, <laughs> where can the people go to uh, support you and your client? Uh, they can go to pacificlegal.org for more information about everything we do. Sean, by the way, I do accept your correction. I, that is absolutely correct. We, we have longstanding values in our country that are, are corrupted by, by the individuals that wield power. Uh, but pacificlegal.org uh, to go for more information. Andrew, thank you so much for making yourself available. I'd like you to know you have an open platform. You ever need me, you come on and we'll, we'll get the word out, okay? Thanks so much, Sean. I appreciate thank it. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. Why do I know this song? What is it? Tell me in my ear. The Doobie Brothers? All right. That was, uh, I love those conversations, and I love lawyers that fight for righteousness, not on the grounds of a manipulated, contorted, corrupt government, which is a Democrat government. This is where these problems always lie. And what the Democrats try to convey is that innocent people are responsible for the actions of, individu of individuals. They're not. The laws of this country, the principles of this country, are based on the Enlightenment. The racism that happened during this country, and it happens today, right now. All traces down to the same mentality. The mentality of the self-righteous wannabe demagogue. The scum. The fraud. Now, they're in both parties, but one really seems to be a magnet for them. There's no question about it. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. It's been 38 years. And I rise uh, with enthusiasm on introducing H.R. 40, the commission to... Sheila Jackson Lee, if you've taken a look at her, whew, not good. Enthusiasm isn't what I would call her motions as. In fact, this, what she's proposing, is something she proposes whenever she's up for an election or whenever she has to buy favoritism to the very people, her own people, her own race people, that her policies have damaged. And the ghettos that are built are built by the Democrat mafia. And yet they always sell the same swindle. Study reparation proposals for African Americans Act. I'm pleased to reintroduce it. And to acknowledge to my friends and colleagues that it was first introduced in 1989 after the implementation of the American Civil Liberties Act that provided compensation to Japanese Americans. Now here, stupid Sheila Jackson Lee, arguably the dumbest, and it's a tough race, arguably the dumbest. The reason that it was offered to those people is because they were imprisoned during World War II, you stupid fool unconstitutionally by a democrat oh but it's true and a democrat cooked the courts to allow that un-american 
unconstitutional imprisonment. So it was a settlement. What you're trying to do is use racism as a weapon against people who didn't commit the crime. See, I never owned any slaves, and I wouldn't, because my character isn't that of a slave master. Ironically, there were a lot of slave masters who happened to be of your same race. So who gets the reparation and who pays? Do you give it any thought? And what about the descendants of all of those blue-eyed white devils that fought to end racism? Do they get money too or no? See, because this isn't about fact or logic. You're certainly not going to get logic from this idiot. Just take a look at her costumes. But what you will get is race baiting, more manipulation, so that the people who unfortunately are deserved by their government, the people who go to the schools in these hellhole ghettos, who are taught misinformation, wrong information, or, quite frankly, disincentivized to learn, which is why so few can read. They will pander to this because this sounds good to the idiots of the country and of the world. But H.R. 40 does not focus on all of that only. Oh, take it, it easy. I know you wrote it down, stupid. Boy, she reminded me of somebody. But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. There's another arbitrator of rights, justice, another thinker of the Democrat Party, Al Sharpton, who apparently was in the same class, does explain the clothes, of Sheila Jackson Lee on the study of slavery and the understanding of what would be the next steps to end the... Let's study it, Sheila. Let's talk about the Ulster Scots. Let's talk about the indentured servants. Let's talk about the banking. Let's talk about which slave masters got better deals for what slaves. Ooh, there's something you don't want to talk about, huh, Sheila? Let's talk about so many of the things. ...disparities in the African-American community even today in 2023... And so this introduction allows for a study, uh, an analysis, and action. I'm pleased of the uh, more than 350 organizations, CEOs, scholars, state and local officials, members of Congress, who have been supportive of understanding the era of... Those are just the people who gave their money to BLM, and those land barons stole the money and invested for their hierarchy. And after all, they were outed as Marxists that they are. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Marxists who stole the money and bought mansions. Mansion Marxists. Oh, I like that. And those 350 companies were robbed. They were shaken down. They were extorted. Just like Budweiser with the other reverend of the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion, Jesse Jackson who's one of those few reverends who's late on alimony payments. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I can see but you when you dance, 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 dance. So when I do these segments on Chicago, it's with a heavy heart that I do them. You see, I'm from there. I worked in the city of Chicago, in the loop, every day for 19 years. Every day. I used to go out in the city. I was in the city prior to working there. Went to the city weekly, if not more. To see what has happened to that city is why when I refer to going back to it, I call it a sewer. 
It's not any place for anybody to live. You survive it. You don't live in it. The stories are outrageous. Yet the political whores that run it pretend that the crime is down. I mean, they insult everybody, even the people who bribe them. Now you're at a turning point. Is enough enough? I don't know. There's a debate tonight. I don't like the idea that they're all from the same party of corruption. It's a despicable display. Chewy Garcia probably will win because he has the union-organized mafia behind him. But hopefully he won't. One thing's for sure. Paul Vallis has a shot. Oh, he does. He's got some good points. He seems to be a wonderful guy. And prior to Lori Lightfoot, I don't think he could have won. But Lori Lightfoot forever changed the course of politics. See, years ago, and I like Paul. He's a wonderful man. I've talked to him several times. But in my estimation, he was too uh, unattractive to be elected to office. But now, because of Lori Lightfoot, Paul Vallis looks like George Hamilton. So there's an opportunity for Paul Vallis to turn things around. Hey, Mayor. Uh, at an Aldermanic forum last night in the 43rd Ward, uh, Alderman Timmy Knudsen, he declined to endorse you in the mayor's race. He said he's staying out of that. Um, you know, he's obviously supporting you in 2019. Uh, you've appointed him to two positions. And- now, here's the thing. He supported you, and then you appointed him to two positions. That's the payoff. And those positions all bring money to his dirty little hands and pocket. So he should do the right thing. After all, that's how that sewer ran for a 100 years of Democrat mafia rule. Let's see what the most repulsive of all the mayors in the history of Chicago has to say. Including the city council. Are you surprised that that he's choosing to stay out of that? No, it's just something that we discuss. He's got to focus on his race. And I totally understand that. But but does that make you, I mean, does that make you concerned that you have a lot of work to do to to win back voters in the North Lakefront and Lincoln Park, especially? I have a lot of work to do as a candidate running for re-election, and that's what's expected. I wouldn't elect, hire, associate with, eat in a restaurant where Lori Lightfoot was. Not for any other reason than she's an arrogant, ignorant failure who insists she's doing a great job in the middle of stories that are outrageous, that are devastating. It is just one failure after the next failure. I spoke to the victim's family. They say that they want justice for the senseless shooting that happened yesterday morning. They did tell us that their special needs son is incapable of being in the gang. And right now he may lose his eyesight after he was shot three times. That's another tragic story in which the government of Chicago is more interested in protecting the perpetrators than bringing justice for the victim. That is their modus operandi. A man is in critical condition after he was stabbed outside a restaurant on Chicago's northwest side. Two other men were also hurt just before nine last night in the 3200 block of North Pulaski in the Irving Park neighborhood. Police say the victims were arguing with another man who then attacked one of them with a sharp object. The other two victims were injured when they tried to intervene. Their attacker ran... Just another prison shiving. And what happens when the police do their hard work and bring them in? What happens? Out on the street. How many are we up to? 57? People who were let out of prison on ankle bracelet monitoring, killing people? Just killing. God only knows the mayhem they get away with. And in the meantime, when I heard this story, I realized where the government will come down on. They will prosecute 
the cop. You mark my words. Chicago police officers been injured in a shooting on the south side. As WGN's Dana Revick reports, police say it happened during an attempted robbery. She's live in Brainerd with the latest now. Well, this happened in the 1300 block of 90th near Ada. In between Ada and Loomis, police have just wrapped up their on-scene investigation here. We're told this was a female officer who tried to intervene when she saw a robbery in progress in front of an apartment building on this street. Take a listen as this call went out on dispatch. Call us on unknown male, tried to rob a female. She was holding him at gunpoint. I would now get the person shot, 1350 West 90th, 1350 West 90th. Someone has been shot. The person is on the ground. CPD says this officer pulled her gun and announced who she was trying to uh, intervene, but that the offender tried to grab for her weapon, and that's when this struggle ensued, the officer firing that gun and hitting this man. Since on scene, officers were focusing on that area in front of this yellow... Now, that's a hero. Thank God she had a gun. Thank God she shot the scum. Now, he'll cost the people God knows how much in health care and rehab and all the rest of it if this... Roach should happen to stay alive rather than bleed out the way I would have let him. In the meantime, where is government's Democrat-run sewers on the side of the law-abiding? Within the last hour, we learned that the San Francisco District Attorney's Office has issued an arrest warrant for the man who was seen on social media video spraying a homeless woman with a hose. Now, the reason that he sprayed her, she was living in front of his store, defecating on the sidewalk. He figured while he was washing away the defecation, he'd wash away the producer of the defecation, and he's the one going to jail. Starting to see a pattern? All Democrat-run sewers, all once great cities, all hellholes you avoid, which is why the center of the city, the LaSalle District, has 5 million vacant commercial space. That's a lot. Even the people in CPS schools know that's a lot. 312 5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, I gotta go to my Bridgeport brothering. This poor guy. This poor guy. Probably trapped, can't get out. Family, friends, wife. I already know the story. John in Bridgeport. Real quick. I don't know what the bigger issue is to try to um, win things back. Is it ballot harvesting that's more of a problem, or is it the voter rolls in states like, not just like here in Illinois, Arizona, and, uh, you know, Pennsylvania? Uh, I, I don't know what the bigger issue is. Go ahead. I think, I think they're tied. I mean, you know, the reality is, there's a reason Republicans don't run there. And, and listen, you could attack the Republican Party and say, oh, you don't run anybody. But the reality is, John, and you know this, do you think a Republican would get 10% of the vote in Chicago? Or have they successfully corrupted so many citizens that they just want in on the scam? I mean, everybody knows that Chicago is a fraud and a scam and a, a clout-driven mafia-run city. Do you think yeah, that most think- people want to tear that down? No, I think most people want free stuff, freebies, whatever it is. And how, that's, how do you beat know, the welfare system? That's the question. You know, you, and then you, point. you look at the investigations of voter fraud from 1960 to now, and you realize, you know, your grandfather might have been a strong conservative, but he's been voting Republicans. I mean, he's been voting Democrats since he went to Queen of Heaven. And that's the problem. 
And it's open. And they know it. They know it. They like it. You know, and then I remember when I was a kid. Remember they, the, the city workers would drive the hobos? They'd give them a fin or some ripple, go in the thing and vote for daily. Come on. It's all the same. Yeah, I, you're right. You're absolutely right. All right. You clarified it for me. Thank you, you sir. You come and join me. I got sunscreen. Don't worry. You'll be fine. The first month will be rough for you. You get a little burnt, but you'll, you'll even out after that. All right? I'm just trying to get my pension. Save that. But all right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Good luck, brother. Good luck. In the meantime, this story out of San Francisco is astonishing to me. The lady was living and defecating in front of his business. DA Brooke Jenkins tweeting that a warrant for Collier Gwynn was issued following the police investigation and after reviewing all of the evidence. Gwynn is charged with misdemeanor battery for the intentional and unlawful spraying of water on a homeless woman back on January. But drug addicted, defiling herself in humanity in front of his street, in front of his business, where he pays mortgage, pays the rent, whatever the case is. She's, she's the victim. Ah, uh, you're the victim. Are you out of your fracking mind? Daniel in his car. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, uh, I, I read some time ago that the aldermen in Chicago, especially in the violent districts, were controlled by gangs. I don't know about controlled, uh, but I'd be interested to see about campaign contributions. Wouldn't you? Yeah, but I, 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 I but these uh, aldermen are either intimidated or paid off by these gangs. I think that's a fair statement because you could be intimidated. I mean, all but Ray Lopez, who doesn't give a rip about anything. He goes out there every day. Uh, you know, yeah, I think I think that uh, there's no question. They're intimidating. What you need now is some people who are really courageous and denounce the Democrat Party for what it is, an asset of organized crime. Thank you very much. I mean, when is, when is Mike Madigan's trial? Oh, a year from April. And how about the other imbecile, the, the, the half-assed wannabe gangster walking around in his pinstripe suit with the pocket full of Viagra and the $30 whores, Ed Burke? What about him? When says, oh, what about his kids? Oh, his kids. Are, I think his kid sells real estate down in Florida. Huh. Huh. It's interesting. I never came across them. Of course, I wouldn't deal with the scum Democrats that they are. I don't like them. I don't go near them. And by the way, there's millions of people like me who no longer go in that sewer city that was once great. That's why the Bears are leaving and everybody with an IQ over 60 and everybody not in that syndicate who refuses to get shaken down by these butterhand pansy modern mafia members. That's why. Tell you what, won't be long. You honest guy. Getting arrested, having warrants for his arrest, that'll be common. What San Francisco does, Chicago is soon to follow. Ninth, a woman had been sleeping outside his Montgomery Street art gallery for several days when he said he became angry and then... Oh, I became angry. You know, I'm trying to get customers in and she's copping a squat. I don't like it. Scumbags, also known as Democrats. I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.